Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Good. Cool. We've got some good topics today. Yeah. Yeah. How do you forgive yourself for past mistakes? Mm-hmm. How do you, t- how do you live with being yourself, Todd? I just, I want to know. <laughs> I think people question that all the time, but this I seem what, to be doing, a, I seem to be doing one of those, right. uh, these questions that comes up a lot, I think, but, but not at first for people. I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of forgiveness, both for other people, but also themselves. But it's a weird thing because forgiveness is such a, the language of forgiveness is so kind of associated with religion and morality and for a lot of people that it's, it's hard to bring up in kind of a psychological context, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it's super, super common. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really glad to be talking about this topic because I think it's, it's something that like we, I'm not saying forgiveness doesn't have sort of theological or religious um, play. It's got a place there, obviously, but there's this whole other domain of sort of like psychological forgiveness, so to speak, and like what that looks like, the ability to kind of um, work through, you know, mistakes you've made in the past or the other, you know, harm other people have caused you in a way that's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm, I'm just all to say, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, it, it is a very common uh, question. I think we get, we get it, you know, how do you, how do I forgive myself for this past mistake or for this thing I did, or how do I get past this um, um, decision I made or, or, or and, and that's, that's, it is good. And there, there's, it's just, um, yeah, it's a very common uh, concern and process to talk about. But to me, I think my, my question is often when people bring these kinds of ruminative kind of things up, it, it, it lets me know right away that there's something about the architecture of how they think about something that is dysfunctional. Okay. So give me an example. Like you said, the architecture of their thinking is dysfunctional and ruminating, like break that down. Like what's the specific example of this? Yeah, of course. Um, So when, when the person in front of me is kind of, it it kind of has this question, how do I forgive myself for this thing that I did in the past? Often what happens is as that person remembers or that memory is triggered for that person and they start to think about that memory, often the, the, the pattern of that thought process such that they start lamenting it, start um, resenting themselves for making those choices. And they end up in this very dysfunctional kind of depressive state where they just can't deal with the fact that they did this thing where they're just Mm -hmm. really resentful, bitter, ashamed, whatever it is there, the way that they have these memories and experience these thoughts about the past that has already occurred leaves them constantly feeling um, um, insignificant, insufficient, um, shameful, immoral, whatever it is, or there's some judgment aspect to it. So there's a pattern of the way they think about this event in their life that prevents them from um, moving forward um, or or growing through that, past that thing. Yeah. I had a client one time who um, this came up in the context of when he was a kid, like 10 years old or something, he like really got mad at his younger brother, just like laid into him, yelled at him. It was just like 
you know, I, and I don't know what it was about, something 10 year old boys fight about. Um, but his, his brother like got really afraid and like started crying and it, it really affected his younger brother um, yeah. in, in the moment. <laughs> so <laughs> what, but like fast forward 30 years, right? And this guy's in, in his mid thirties um, and he just, he thinks about that a lot. And when he does, he feels incredibly guilty. But sure. he's talked about it with his brother. His brother has literally mm-hmm. forgiven him, said, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I do remember that when I was a kid and it was like, it was hard, but it's, it hasn't like scarred me for life. And like, I, I forgive you and it's, it's okay. You know, don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. But my client like thinks about this periodically um, and it really bothers you. He feels guilty. And then he starts yeah. thinking like, why did I do that? And like, maybe my brother's just like, maybe he's lying to me. Maybe it did really affect him more than he thought. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is like a, a really good example of, of that kind of like, for me, uh, of someone not being able to forgive themselves. But, but often where I start is, what do you mean when you say you want to forgive yourself? Like, what does mm-hmm. that actually mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are always really interesting discussions because, you know, you can get 100 people who all say they want to forgive themselves, but you're going to get like 10 to 20 different definitions of forgiveness and what people are actually looking for when they say, I want to be able to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, the most common one for me is, you know, when someone says, I want to forgive, I want to be able to forgive myself and move on from this. What they're actually saying is, I don't want to feel bad about this anymore. Right. (laughs) Like I feel guilty. I feel angry with myself for doing this thing. And every time I see my brother at a family gathering, like I feel guilty about it. And every time I'm reminded of this thing, I feel guilty and it's sad and bad. And I don't want to feel sad and bad anymore. Exactly. So not, there's anything wrong with that. But, but if that's what you mean by forgiveness, not feeling guilty about doing something wrong in the past, like right. you got to be clear on that, that that's what you mean by forgiveness. Because like I would say in, in this case, that is a very difficult uh, aspiration for yourself. <laughs> well, it, it, seems, it seems kind of um, r- ridiculous in a way that, that you would have uh, very cringeworthy behaviors in your past and then when you're reminded of them, you wouldn't feel somewhat regretful or ashamed. Yeah, right? I think that, it's, that's, it's, that's unrealistic in, in a way. It's totally normal to want that. Who wants to feel guilty, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to feel that way. Yeah, but but it's, it's way unrealistic to assume that you will never feel guilty again right, for right. something bad you did in the past um, just because you really want to forgive yourself or just because someone else has forgiven you. Like it's right. a, I've, I've never, yeah. Like you said, why would you ever expect that of yourself? Like and that's not how emotions work. There's some really interesting um, thought architecture there. The idea that every time you're reminded of this and you feel bad naturally for that, mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel that way. And therefore you need to elaborate on what it is you did and how bad it makes you feel. And maybe you need to do something to repair, but there's that thought architecture I was talking about where there's this unreasonable kind of um, effort there to avoid feeling bad as if you just shouldn't feel that way for that horrible thing. Right. Um, And then try to ruminate in a way to kind of fix that or to not forget it or to, 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 to hold your feet to the fire or whatever motive you have there. But um, pretty unrealistic to think that you're going to remember something really painful that you did and then go, Oh, it doesn't even bother me. And not feel anything. I don't feel anything. Yeah. That's kind of, that's a, that's an odd expectation. Right. Although I will say it, it's not completely black and white, right? I, I think in general, and we talk more about this, 
if you, if you learn to react to those painful memories in a relatively healthy way, I think those painful feelings will diminish somewhat with time. Like, I yeah. think that's a pretty normal process that if you, yeah. pro- if you deal with those memories and emotions in a healthy way, it's not that you're going to get rid of those feelings of guilt or remorse or anger or whatever, but they probably will decrease in intensity over time. But yeah. if they're, if they're staying really strong or even getting more intense to me, that's usually a sign that the way you're responding to those memories and emotions associated with them is unhealthy. You're doing yeah. something that's making exactly. worse. Exactly. Right? Um, so I have a, a four-step how to forgive yourself for past mistakes. Boom. All right. Ready? Let's hear it. Uh, number one is just accept reality. <laughs> you, you made a mistake. It's in the past. Um, and, and it's, it's happened, right? Okay. Wait, clarifying um, question. What, yeah. do you, what do you mean by accept? Cause it's something we all hear all the time. Like just accept reality. Like yeah. Accept people- is as in it's, it's real. It happened and there's nothing you can do to change it. In, in oh, other wait. words, to kind okay, of wait. That's the, that's the hard part. I think, I think people intellectually will be like, yeah, of course I know this thing happened. Right. Mm -hmm, I accept it. mm -hmm. But what you're saying is that there's another part to acceptance. Yeah. Definitely another part, which is is acknowledging that you're powerless against this thing. Ah, yeah. There's nothing else I can do. There's nothing I can do about that. It is there. And and once you can really do that, once you can really kind of acknowledge, okay, this, this has happened. I I made this, you know, I, I yelled at my brother when I was, 15 and I dressed him down and I really made him feel awful and made him cry. And that is awful. Um, and I regret doing that, you know, then you can orient to how you feel about it, which is, I feel bad about that thing. Um, but the idea here would be how would, how do I orient to this reality in a way that allows me to grow, um, process through this, be healthy, um, have, have a healthy kind of outlook on this, because if my system, if my pattern is to end up ruminating about this awful thing I did, that's just not healthy, right? That's not going to be a good thing. So you want to kind of mindfully choose how to orient to this thing in a way that allows you to learn from it, process through it, functionally use it somehow. And I would assume just to clarify, when you talk about acceptance and acknowledging your powerlessness, it's both about the event that happened, like what you did in the past, obviously can't control the Mm -hmm, past. Right. mm -hmm. But it's also about the things in the present that you can't control, Mm -hmm. like how you feel when the memory comes up. Right. Right. Your emotions are not directly under your control. Right. You can't just tell yourself not to feel angry. The other thing here is the continued impact possible for others. Right. I mean, when you're reminded of the continued impact of your choice, maybe to realize that that's something you might be powerless for too. Mm-hmm. Other people have their right. own reaction. And yeah. um, so that's, I mean, important when you start thinking about how do you forgive yourself when other people are still upset with you, you know? Yes. Um, so I think the important sorry, part of the discussion. I, I, no, Bringing that out is important because I think a lot of people, acceptance is totally key, but I think yeah. a lot of people struggle with acceptance because they don't realize to, in my mind, the key to acceptance is all about control and delineating Mm -hmm. What do I actually have control over and what do I not have control over and Mm -hmm. not trying to control things you can't control. That is the heart of acceptance. I think because so many people who don't successfully accept things. It's because they're trying to control things they can't actually control. Yeah. Or, or, or they're, they're refusing to accept almost in in a way it's like almost a refusal to like, I can't believe I did that. I just can't, you know, and almost replaying it is their way of 
kind of not accepting it in a way, you know? And so, to, right. to, yeah. Um, if you can, if you can kind of orient to that thing that you did. So step three would be, if you can orient to that thing you did Wait, in a meaningful sorry, sort of way. Two? Step one is accept reality. Uh, two is orient to it in a way that's going to let you be healthy through it. Right. Mm, gotcha. you, you did this thing with, you know, you, you yelled at your brother. How do you look at that now in a way that's functional for you? And you might say, man, I really want to watch my temper. I really want to be conscious of the decisions I make and how to communicate my frustration to people mm. I love. There's lessons to be learned there. And if I can really appreciate those every time I regret this, I can also remind myself, okay, that was, this is a reminder to really be careful about communication and minding my temper and those things. And, and if you can start associating it with some of those things and repeat that to yourself, even better when it comes up, when you're reminded. Of so it. I don't have control over my relationship with my brother when I was 10, because that's in the past. I but do I have do now. control over my relationship with my brother now. And one part of that is trying to not lose my temper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And letting him gotcha. know that I care, whatever that is. Um, and, and then you put that on repeat as infrequently as possible. <laughs> okay. Wait, what, what do you mean? <laughs> well, if, if you mean it and you're really trying to forgive yourself and work through it, then you want to remember the lesson but you don't need to constantly now remind yourself over and over and over about this horrible thing you did. Right. So mm. part of it is to repeat it when it comes up, when those memories come up, that, that new kind of orientation, but you don't have to ruminate anymore. And so to remember that, Hey, all I need to do is remember those lessons and let's move forward and shift my attention somewhere else. You don't need to re-enter this thing all the time now to remind yourself of the crappy thing you did anymore. Yeah, I think this, this very is different. super key. Like when people ask me about, well, how do I let go? You know, this common thing, let go of all sorts of things in the past or how you're feeling. I think people mistakenly, they want to they wanna let go of like the memory, right? Or the feeling. Like, I wish I didn't have to have this memory pop up all the time. I wish I didn't have to feel this way, right? Too bad. You can't let go yep. of that, right? You don't have control over it. What do you have control over? Your attention and whether you choose to continue to elaborate on yeah. that memory and what happened and how you feel about it now. You can yeah, many, choose to let that go. Yeah. But, and really that's the only thing you can control. And so when you talk about letting go of something, it's you're not letting go of what happened in the past or your memory of that in the present. You're letting go of your mind's tendency to dwell on this thing instead of refocusing on what actually matters and what's helpful in the moment. That's exactly. what you can let go of. Yeah. It's and that's what it's you, easy, that's what you, but... that's what you shift is your, 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 yeah. Some of the, when the letting go is, is, is a, is a really a question of rehearsal, you know, can you rehearse this less? Can you rehearse oh, yeah. this kind of ruminative mantra less frequently? And, and if you're oriented to it in a functional way for yourself, that, that memory can actually be a healthy reminder to you to maintain your relationships, watch what you do and say, whatever it is. Um, and you can, you can use it that way functionally in your life. There's a great quote from um, Martin Luther King Jr. that goes like, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a constant attitude, mm -hmm. which I really like. Cause I think everyone, a, a lot of people have this idea that like, okay, forgiveness, if I do it right, right. If I just say the right words in the right order to the right person at the right time in the right mindset, whatever, then like poof, something magical is going to happen. And like, I'm not going to feel bad about this thing anymore. And we'll just move on and it'll be in the past. Nonsense. What yeah. a load of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how it works. Forgiveness is about your attitude towards this bad thing and the memories and emotions that are associated with it. 
every single time, right? Every single time you're presented with that thing. Exactly. Right. So expectations are super important with forgiveness. Well, I think that's why building trust is so hard, you know, with, with, with people, especially once it's been kind of damaged, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you've got to build a history then of really predictable behavior, you know, for a long time in order to feel like you can trust again. And that's often difficult to do. So, yeah. Okay. So, So wait, what step are we on? Did we do? That was so, it. So one okay. is accepting reality. Yep. Two is orienting to this reality in a new functional way for you, you know, to, to get the lessons learned, basically. Um, and then three, once you really can kind of repeat that, believe it, um, um, and, and really kind of, so I guess that would be put on repeat there and, and, and really come to orient to that and then repeat it less frequently is the last one. Repeat, but less okay. frequent. Gotcha. Yeah, rehearsal. Gotcha. Okay. That makes, yeah. Groovy. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.